This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Welcome back to the Halftime Show. It is that time and it's the Halftime Show on Pulse95 with Omar Dury. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. What a weekend we've had. Plenty of action to talk about, but surprisingly enough, it's not what you think. The one that came out out of the blue and has been on the cards for a while received record-breaking numbers online. Now that gives you a little hint that what turned out to be a YouTube background sensation it evolved into a sports event. I'm talking about KSI and Paul Logan. What we took as a bit of a joke at start actually got credibility in the world of sports and in the world of boxing. And that was just one thing to look forward to with over 40 million subscribers tuned in to the boxing rematch which showed two YouTubers fighting for their life. And that was the one part we saw from the boxing world. However, everyone's talking about Manchester City and Liverpool. And is this the turning point in where the title will swing towards Liverpool's way in finally, finally achieving a Premier League title after so long? All this and more coming up on Pulse95. Stay tuned on the Halftime Show with your boy Omar Dury on Pulse95. Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adori. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. The biggest event in internet history. Hmm. Now this happened over the weekend, something I read up in the, in the media. The interesting about this, uh, this thing is, um, it was actually a sports event which drew record-breaking numbers from YouTubers. That's right. You heard it right. YouTubers. So what do we take from this? I don't know. Is, is sport shifting towards social media and the power of social media? The YouTube boxing sensations, uh, KSI, the Britain's KSI, and the American P- Logan Paul uh, on Saturday produced an entertaining spectacle for the ma- much-anticipated rematch in LA, and it caused a lot of interest from a lot of people in the boxing world as well as the celebrities, and that's something that um, you know, we had to take notice of as sports enthusiasts. Now, some criticism of the fight has centered on the fact it headlined a bill also featuring British undefeated WBO super middleweight world champion Billy Joe Saunders and American WBC lightweight champion Devin Haney. Now, the crowd were full of celebrities and entertainers from all around the world, which always looks good for the fam cam, right? Justin Bieber, etc., but how did the fight go? Um, I don't know. How many of you guys watched it? Text us on 4215, or do, or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio or at Omar Alduri. And let me know, did any of you watch the KSI, uh, KSI and uh, and the Paul Lo- well, Logan Paul fight? 
Um, KSI, 26 years old, deserved to win the fight. He was the better fighter for the first four rounds as he continually utilized his right hand, which rocked the taller, rangier Paul onto the back foot. Now, Paul Logan did get back into the fight with an uppercut and as his opponent was on his way down to the canvas, landed another blow, which took the wind from the Brits' sails. Now, that could be a cheap shot normally, and those who do uh, watch boxing know that once the player is on his way down, and once the fight is on his way down, it's something that you uh, you don't do as a, let's say, a gentleman-like gesture. You don't hit him again. And the referee intervened, and this is where the controversy came in. The referee intervened because Paul broke KSI's fall following the uppercut to land another blow with the ref giving the Brit time to regain his composure. Now in that time, when things are a bit hazy, you need all the time you can get to recover. But because of that second blow, that allowed KSI to recover. Now when the fight was done, Logan was already planning for the trilogy while KSI closed the chapter saying, it's done now, I'm on to the next thing. So I think that's a good thing for sport. To be honest, I really do. The first fight was reported to have earned KSI $80 million, as well as 15,000 fans ringside with more than a million people watching the fight on YouTube. Now, I can only imagine what they earned from the second fight at the Staples Center in uh, Los Angeles. But the question is, what can we take, boxing fans, what can we take from this? I'll tell you what we can take from this. If 10% of their followers watch the fight, that's 4 million new sets of eyes on the sport of boxing. And even if we just took 1%, that's still an enormous number. So here's where boxing is actually utilizing social media by allowing YouTubers to fight on their platform. Now, there's a lot of boxers who will be looking at this and thinking, we could probably learn from social media celebrities on the art of self-promotion. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure, to be honest. I've been someone who's loved boxing for a very long time. I've followed it. My favorite all-time boxer was Mike Tyson. Some people may say Muhammad Ali, Prince Nassim Hamad, uh, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, and I'm sure RR and Ray who are tuned in will probably fancy Manny Pacquiao. But yeah, who's your favorite boxer out there? You know, text us on 4215 at the slot or uh, do and slide into our DMs at Omar Duri or Pulse95 Radio and let me know what you think or who you think is the best fighter out there. Now, we saw what the likes of social media and self-promotion did for the likes of Conor McGregor as he announced himself in mixed martial arts, then did a crossover to Floyd Mayweather's world in boxing. But is this going to be a trend? Are we going to see more fighters or more YouTubers or more celebrities crossing over into the fight world? That's the question. The world tour and press conferences for that Floyd Mayweather and McGregor was insane. It was sold out with everyone watching their every move. It illustrated the world of entertainment and sport and the direction it might be heading. I don't know if I like that too much, but it definitely it definitely was entertaining for those who were tuned in. And UFC have something called Embedded. You know, the boxing world have the HBO, uh, HBO and the uh, sit-down normally between the two. And one may argue that since the fight, Conor McGregor was never the same athlete, but that's also due to the controversy and issues he faced away from the sport. Now, speaking about controversy, Eddie Hearn who's not always been a fan's favorite, was promoting the card and was quick to state that boxing isn't heading in that direction. And both YouTubers trained like fighters, so respect is deserved, according to Eddie Hearn. But I don't know how I feel about that. You know, there is a there is a thin line. We saw how, you know, trash talking has come into, into the game of sport. 
It's not everyone's cup of tea, but it also can get very serious, especially when you cross southern lines when it comes to culture, family, religion. We saw that with Habib uh, and, uh, and Conor McGregor, and that was brutal. A beatdown was what happened in that fight. And now, look at Habib's status in the world without even any trash talking. So it shows you where you can go with that. But coming up next, the UAE has finished an incredible month of initiatives and being active. But what do we take from this? And what's next in your fitness journey? All my halftimers were out there. Stay tuned on the only place to be at three, the halftime show with me on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time and it's the Halftime Show and if you're just tuning in and want to catch up on any of our shows, you can do so on Apple Podcast and SoundCloud. Just type in the Halftime Show with Omar Duri, select whichever topic or show you missed and you get to hear us music and commercial free. Now whether you're looking for a long drive or going out for a walk or a run, I've had some fantastic guests highlighting mental health gut foods to improve your mental and physical state and a lot more and i got to give a couple of shout outs to Ala, Hamad, MJ you've got um, of course Adil from New York, Sheikha Goran, Karwan they're all tuned in, Maria Alduri as well we got to give her some love and Fatima Alakil from the UK guys shout out to everyone all over the world who are tuned in remember this show would be nothing without you guys and something I want to highlight actually now For those who are aware, the UAE has just come out of uh, the UAE Fitness Challenge. And for those that are aware, we've been promoting uh, a lot of uh, initiatives regarding being fit and staying active. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean you have to go crazy for 30 days. It just means to try and dedicate 30 minutes of your time every day to an activity. Now, it could have been a walk. It could have been a run. It could have been a cycle, a swim, something active and something that encourages families to do it together. And that's exactly why I love this country and uh, and I support it 100%. But what direction is this going at? It goes in very, very positive with a lot of people supporting the cause and spreading the word of health, well-being and fitness. But what next is going to be on the scene after the month that you've dedicated to being fit? Now, what I think of the situation is I really, really like it when I see people just as a family, you know, with your kids, um, with family members, with a lot of people. Shout out to Ray, who just entered the studio. Big shout out to Ray and R.R. in the background. Um, but I, what I love is I love the fact that, you know, it encourages people to get involved, get fit. Um, and, and that's something we need to do more of. But then once the month is up, folks, what are you doing? Do you take a break? Do you get burnt out? Do you feel you need a break or does it actually build a habit where you feel something is missing and that is the key to being able to sustain longevity and as i said in my book reset it's all about actually sustaining longevity and momentum by promoting something that you can actually keep going for a longer period of time and that's something which we need to move on with with the uae the evolution that it's causing and the leaders of the uae who are promoting um you know health and fitness and awareness and using the platform to be able to talk about the responsibility we have as humans as families as coaches 
to support not just ourselves, but who we're responsible for if we have a family, our wife, our brothers, our sisters, our cousins, everyone, just to promote them to actually be active and stay fit and healthy. And that's that's the key. It's all great having a great month. Fantastic. But what next? That's what we need to do. And that's something that a lot of people kind of say, you know what? Yep, did the 30-30. I'm all out now. I'm good to go. Nah, I see. We got to do other things and we got to stay fit. And today I had a session this morning with my cousin Goran and uh, we actually toned things down in terms of speed. But as effective as it can be sometimes when you actually do take down the tempo and you do actually slow things down, things can appear much harder. And that's the key. The key is to be able to do things properly rather than do things rushed. If you if you spend an hour and a half, it could be just as effective as spending half an hour or 40 minutes as long as you are testing the body and you're actually putting it through something that it can endure yet be uh, able to feel it afterwards. And that is the key, folks. That's exactly what we're looking at. And I also hold the coaches responsible for their, um, their role in being able to develop uh, take their time and most importantly plan plan your sessions plan your food plan uh, you know sustaining a lifestyle that encourages all the platforms all the different objectives you have whether it's weekly whether it's monthly set yourself that goal and you'll always be striving rather than just kind kind of showing up and just guessing on what to do a plan is always something and no matter how skilled you are you can always get the right coaching by getting the right plan. And that's something that I believe, in my opinion, uh, we need to do more of, you know, uh, and we'll have to be responsible for. And also those people need to be accountable and need to actually be understanding exactly what they want to do and what they want to achieve. Some people might be fine the way they are, and that's fine. That's not an issue. However, to be able to plan your own personal goal instead of looking at the person on your right or on your left, have tunnel vision, Focus on what you need to do, set yourself those objectives and move forward. That is the way to be able to develop. And we had a game last night as well. We played some football last night and the people that we played up against were some very, very good footballers and that helps you elevate. So make sure that when you are challenging yourself, you're always challenging yourself where you're out of your comfort zone and setting those goals to be able to improve in the long run. It may not be good for the ego at the time, but it's great for the result later. And that's my word of the day. But coming up next, we review the game of zones as Liverpool face Manchester City on the weekend and what this means for the title race. Plenty of talking points on this one. Talking about amazing coaches, Jurgen Klopp versus Pep Guardiola. On the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. Let's go, folks. This is Pulse 95. It's a Shaja story. Oh, he lifts the fire and what's a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! What's up? What's going on, guys? It's the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Boy. What a game we had over the weekend. Manchester City versus Liverpool at Anfield. Pep Guardiola versus Jurgen Klopp. And if you did tune in early, you would have talked, you would have heard me talk about the coaching and the responsibility we have as coaches to be able to elevate our objectives and what we need to do. And shout out to everyone who's tuned in on the Instagram live on the halftime show. Tanya, Ala, Adil, Tariq, 
You all are amazing and you came at the right time because we're talking about Liverpool versus Manchester City and how big of a game it was. Now, I asked a question at halftime on the halftime show during the break to my halftimers and I said, is it harder to win the Champions League or is it harder to win the Premier League? And I said that because Manchester City have won back-to-back titles in the Premier League. However, Liverpool have won the Champions League and finished runners-up. So that tells you a lot about who is better. The best team in Europe, per se, would be Liverpool. However, the best team in England would be Manchester City. And Liverpool lost one game and still finished second by one point. Now, this leads me to my point that I was saying earlier. What is harder to win? Is it the Champions League or is it the Premier League? Adel had a good point. He said to me, oh, you know what? It's definitely the Champions League because you get to face some of the best teams in the world. Tanya, however, countered that and said, the Premier League is much harder because you cannot hide from anyone. There's literally everyone you have to play twice and it is impossible to be able to get away with anything in that league. And I agree with both points. However, if the Premier League was that easy, why didn't Liverpool dominate the Premier League? And some would say, despite them losing one game, they were unlucky to finish runners-up. But I also say there was a lot of draws. So yesterday, leading up to this game, there was plenty coming into this. And the gap that could be eight points stretched by the league leaders who have been undefeated this season. So that tells me something. The game itself, a very good spectacle and a very good advert for the Premier League and the quality we have in the best two teams in England. Now, according to the table, Manchester City are now fourth with Leicester and Chelsea in second and third. It is so competitive right now because as you notice, I haven't mentioned Manchester United. I haven't mentioned Tottenham which I won't, and I haven't mentioned Arsenal either. Um, So that tells you that with those not even in the reckoning, this league is turning out to be one of the hardest leagues to be part of. And that tells you a lot about the quality of the Premier League and where we're going. And the opening goal yesterday had a lot of controversy as Trent Alexander-Arnold was judged to have handball in an unnatural position following Bernardo Silva's through ball. However, if you look very closely, it did appear to hit Bernardo Silva's hand. Now, this law of handball has caused so much controversy and it's really beginning to... What's the right word? Just just annoy me, really. I'm not sure about you guys, but it's really irritating to have to keep talking about, you know, the person's uh, hand being in an unnatural position if they're making themselves bigger. Now a handball is a handball, whether they mean it or not. We've seen some given, some not. The problem is there's no consistency. And that's the problem that we face with the situation being, uh, you know, with the new laws and the VAR both coming into play. It causes that, that grey area. And that was the problem. And leading up to that goal, the rule of handball is killing the game because Pep, Pep Guardiola's reaction was crazy. He was going nuts. And uh, Bernardo Silva handballed it, it flicked off him, and then it flicked onto um, Trent's hand, and then it came out. And basically, one of the the, the, tu- the toughest, most dynamic counter-attacks in the game, forget just English football, is Liverpool's counter-attack, with the front three being extremely dominating. Liverpool broke, a City overcommitted, and at that early stage of the game, Fabinho had a long-range drive, and it went in the corner fantastic goal 1-0 and that's how the game started now the game as i said was an advert 
uh, for the league and almost like two heavyweight boxers it was clear the next goal for either team would be crucial for the flow of the game Robertson's fantastic ball across the box was met by Salah's head just before half time to give Liverpool the lead which changed the dynamic of the game 2-0 and that's exactly how the game was going out now this changes everything because in my opinion Pep Guardiola if not the best coach out there is one of the best and that set him up for a very interesting team talk and we know Manchester City we know what they're about and especially at halftime when you're in at 1-0 it's very different because the next goal plays a huge role in the flow of the game but when you're in at 2-0 it allowed Klopp to be more reserved and play his game into almost setting up the counter and it allowed City to now be a lot more bold less pragmatic and to be able to take the game to them and to be fair City showed incredible signs of dominating uh, possession and really trying to create chances and Liverpool's defence is not easy even though Alisson was in goal um, we still could feel that something was coming and that's exactly and Raheem Sterling missed a headed chance and Sergio Aguero saw a shot deflected onto the post as City tried to find a foothold but it was all over after that six minutes after the break when Jordan Henderson pinpointed the uh, a great delivery which was met by the head of Sadio Mane and again um, that, that that's that's the difference in football anything can turn over a second things can go your way and City did dominate in spells of the game and showed their quality in possession but not in the precision with 15 attempts off target and three on Liverpool were happy to concede possession with the threat of breaking on the counter and that is exactly how the game panned out they had seven goal attempts off target five on scoring three goals and that shows the difference in the finishing touches and the quality between both teams and that's exactly how the game went but now the international break is on and man i don't know what i'm going to do without premier league football text us on 4215 do and let us know what is harder to win the champions league or the premier league and is the premier league even though at this early age of the, uh, early stage of the season all over and have liverpool won the league more coming up on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time and it's almost full time on the halftime show with Omar Dury and I am buzzing following a great show today and a lot to talk about with Manchester City losing to Liverpool 3-1. What a game. I've had some questions coming in also on Instagram live at Omar Dury or Pulse95 Radio and the question comes in saying Omar who do you think is going to finish in the top four? I'd love to say Arsenal, but they're not going to finish top four at all unless they get a Unai Emery. And I actually like to give this manager a chance normally, but that's not going to work. I think City and Liverpool are in a gulf of their own. I think they 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 definitely um they definitely showed that last night. They're just they're just on another level. Um, and I think after that, I fancy Chelsea. Um, now the fourth place is almost like a mini league, and that is between Leicester City, um, Manchester United, Arsenal. Antonio. 
<laughs> and Tottenham. Um, that, that's those are the four teams trying to get fourth place. Who will be fourth place? If I had to bet on it now, it would be, which I'm not a betting man. It would be Leicester City. I think Leicester City, looking the way they are, if they stay injury free, Brendan Rodgers has done a fantastic job, an incredible job on uh, on that. And uh, I've also got a message saying, ah oh, man, I missed the show by Carson in the UK. Carson, don't worry, you can catch us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud. Just head over there, type in the halftime show with Omar Dury, and we are there, my bro. And today's show will be on there. Hadil um, says Sheffield is, is fifth. Yes. And my wife also believes that Sheffield United will finish in the top sixth. I hope they don't, because otherwise I have to take her somewhere nice. And not that I don't take her somewhere nice, but I'm going to have to take her somewhere extra special nice. And that's what, that's what I'm worried about. But coming up next, guys, we're actually... It is that time. It's full time on the Halftime Show. And uh, don't worry, guys. I need to stay tuned because Aisha Al-Mazmi and Mikhail Atahia are on the Afternoon Karak and they are amazing. So if you haven't tuned into their show, tune into their show. They're up right after the Halftime Show. And we are back on Wednesday, 3 to 4. So stay tuned on Pulse 95. Salam. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.